is when you don't try. Hello everyone, this is Veer Mishra and you're listening to The Very Veery Show, episode 4. Like always, we have an amazing guest lined up for you today. She is an entrepreneur, Forbes 30 and the 30, and a doctor. She has been helping a lot of children around the world uh, with a lot of medication support and etc. Please welcome Radhika Batra. So awesome, we have Dr. Radhika Batra with us. Hi Radhika. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here. It's great. It's great to I'm have good. you. I mean, like, it's an honor. I mean, like, Forbes 30 under 30. Is it? Doctor. <laughs> like, at, who's doing some amazing work. And, like, it's a pleasure for me. Oh, thank you so much. So, uh, like, for all the listeners, Radhika, can you just, like, you know, uh, give a brief introduction on, like, you know, what you're doing, how your journey has been, etc. All right. So, um, I'm a pediatrician and I work with the government of India. And I also run a non-profit, it's called Every Infant Matters. And now we're working across four countries. That's India, Nigeria, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So we started, um, so I started my journey in pediatrics, in fact, you know, in 2016, when I joined as a resident. Okay. And when I joined uh, pediatrics, I saw that a lot of children used to die, and a lot of them used to become disabled or blind irreversibly. And um, being a very um, sensitive person, you know, being a very emotional person, that sort of affected me on a very personal level. And what hit me the most was that, you know, most of these, suppose 10 children were dying, at least seven we could have saved yeah. if they were referred timely or if they were vaccinated properly. Just, you know, any small cost-effective intervention given on time could have saved these children from either dying or living a lifetime in disability or misery. So that is what uh, affected me at a very personal level. And uh, that's when I decided that I want to do something for disadvantaged children and for their mothers who are not aware of what is good for their children and what's not. Because, you know, if a child or even if with all of us, suppose we are unwell, it affects us, of course, we are in pain. But if our loved one is unwell, I think it affects us onto a very different level, which is way more miserable than being unwell yourself. Like I, I know for my for my own self that you know if uh, my mom or my dad are unwell, I feel like you know I would prefer that uh, it would have happened to me and the, yeah. and the suffering would have been lesser had it happened to me. So as as long along with the child, I think I felt very uh, deeply for their mothers as well because uh, from you know when we see children die, you see those mothers lamenting and you see them just you know in a very very uh, miserable state and that is something which uh, really affected me on a very very personal level and that's how I started off with Every Infant Matters and the idea behind Every Infant Matters is such that uh, no child should have to die or live a life of an irreversible blindness or disability especially if it can be prevented that is the idea behind Every Infant Matters. And uh, it's been four years and we've done a substantial amount of work and that's all for that. Yeah. And um, plan to, we have a lot of uh, projects which we are starting, which are new projects. And mm-hmm. uh, we, let's hope, let's see where we get with those, you know. So that's what uh, my journey has been about. And of course, you know, I've met a lot of interesting people in this journey. And, uh, you know, they've all contributed to my personal growth and to the growth of the organization. And that's how it's grown across four countries and um, three continents. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're doing some inspiring work here. So, like, you know, tell me, uh, like, you know, being a doctor, uh, like, the the best introduction I had to what being a doctor is when I watched that movie, Munna Bhai Ambulance. Like, that was the first time introduction that I had, like, what a doctor's life will look like. So, like, you know, how different is it? Like, you know, what we saw in the movie versus what is the reality? Like, you know, what is the Which reality? Which movie are you talking about? I didn't get you. Munna Bhai MVVS. Oh, okay, okay, right, right, right. That was the first so, time introduction yeah. to me, like, okay, TK, maybe doctor's life are like this. But uh, what, is, okay. what is the difference? Like, what's the, like, you know, what's the life is actually, actually like there, being a doctor? Um, so, you know, uh, being a doctor is a very difficult life. It's yeah. uh, not not like they show in the movies it's not like they show in 
the TV shows, you know, Doctor House, Grey's Anatomy. It's not like that, yeah. and it's a very difficult life because you're dealing with lives and people's lives, and uh, if you mess up, they die. Yeah. You know, the, that's that's the cr crudest way I can put it. That if you if if tomorrow a banker or a lawyer or somebody makes a mistake, you know, the stakes are of course high, but not as high yeah. as somebody dying. Yeah. So you know, like they say, with great power comes great responsibility. So I think in this. The power of healing comes with the biggest and the most, um, you know, burdening of all responsibilities. You know, it feels like a burden at times because uh, at many times we are also helpless. Yeah. Like there are times when we know that you know we can't do much more. We've done our best. No science in the world can do much more. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it's just uh, it's a, it's a lose. We're fighting a losing battle. We all know it, but then uh, you know to to actually be faced with that reality is a bit of a burden. Yeah. But you know, uh, this is one aspect where it's a losing battle. But there is this other aspect where uh, we know that if there was a ventilator free in this hospital, then this child would have made it, right? Yeah. And if we had a specific uh, intervention available for this amount of money that the patient can spend, this yeah. child would have made it. Or if we had a donor organ available on time, the child would have made it. So these are the kind of things, you know, which it's unfortunate that uh, uh, that that they're there. These kind of inequalities are there, and uh, it's very unfortunate for the world to be burdened by these inequalities, specifically in uh, the developing and the underdeveloped countries. Yeah. And uh, you know, many times it happens. Like suppose in my hospital, a child needs a ventilator. There's no yeah. ventilator free. So the child is shunted across to the to in the city to other hospitals. By the time he actually gets that facility, he may or may not make it. Yeah, you know, so true. these are the kind of things which I feel that uh, the lacunae that exist in the health system of the country and, in fact, of the world, and yeah. um, it's it's pretty unfortunate. Like I just feel very bad looking at the amount of money that governments spend on sports and yeah. entertainment, and I just feel that you know. Fine, they are important aspects of the world, but uh, are they as important as a child dying? You know, that's that's my uh, so point. That's, here. that's true. That's an interesting angle because, like, you know, if you actually look at it, uh, majority of the like, you know, government budget as well, like a very small fraction is actually allocated to healthcare and like, you know, exactly. So the healthcare budget is minuscule. It's exactly. minuscule compared to what it should be, and yeah. that has been highlighted very uh, strongly after the COVID crisis came in. You know, when uh, people said that you know so many crores were spent on a statue, yeah. but the health budget is so less, and exactly. the ventilators in the country are so less. And you know, there were statistics coming that uh, one doctor is available for eleven thousand people in the country, but uh, you know. One doctor, okay, is available, but what is the speciality of that doctor? Yeah, exactly. Tomorrow, exactly. If, yeah, tomorrow, if there is a very, very sick, critically sick COVID patient, I will not be able to manage that. Okay, I'll, I can do basic stuff, but it yeah. needs a respiratory physician or a critical care physician to handle a case like that. So, okay, to sit, you know, that doctor patient ratio, uh, if you were to say, is okay, it's one is to 11,000 or whatever, but actually, when, you, when it comes down to the crux of things, it's actually way lesser. There's a very big shortage of doctors in the country, very big shortage of specialist doctors in the country, which uh, would cater to specialities and uh, you know specific areas of expertise. Yeah, that, that's a very big problem. And and despite all these numbers, like you know, when we actually we we, we know the reality, like you know how things are actually going in uh, in healthcare and and in medicine, and, and and like let's just say like you know uh, as a doctor you'll be able to relate, like you know uh, one day you wake up, some politician has said something, and the whole doctors, like you know the entire doctor community in the in the country is targeted, right? You are the yeah, news of the day. That's true. You are the that news of the happens. day, right? So like you know how how does it feel? Like you know I'm sure it'll, like. Like your friends, everyone must be asking issue what is it? What's how's the reality? Personally, it's like the most thankless job in the universe. Okay. Yeah, you know, constantly. So I'm a I'm a I'm a senior resident. So when I was doing my first graduation, I remember we used to stay up all night managing patients, you know, all night sick patient 
मैनेज कर रहे हो हर दो मिनट में कोई कॉम्प्लिकेशन हो रहा है उसको मैनेज कर रहे हो ऊपर से फिर लेबर रूम से कॉल आ रहा है मैडम सिजेरियन के लिए आ जाइए उसको मैनेज कर रहे हो एंड सुबह आके ऑन राउंड प्रोफेसर यूज टू कितने ये नहीं किया तुमने वो नहीं किया Work like a good 26, 27 hours, and then you get, you know, yelled at like that. It's like such a initially it was very overwhelming. Of course, yeah. after a while, everybody develops a thick skin, and we're like, yeah, ah, so that, funny, yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. खा लेंगे, ठीक है. But um, for the first few few months, it was quite, uh, you know, it was quite overwhelming. कि पूरी पूरी 26 hours की हमने duty करी, 27 hours का भी, 36 hours आ गए थे कभी-कभी. And उसके बाद भी इतना we are getting shouted at. So that's one aspect. Second aspect is the patient attendance will yell like anything. You know, just yesterday it happened. Like this patient came with severe dehydration. So I admitted the patient. I started the fluid correction and I started the treatment. ठीक है. And of course, I'm the only one on duty. I went to do yeah. my other work. Mm-hmm. So uh, I knew that the child is slightly not well. So I kept, you know, I, every few hours I was seeing that patient. And like the third time, when I went, she started yelling at me. कि आप मैडम तीन घंटे हो गए आप तो देखने नहीं आए. तो मैंने कहा कि you know, uh, I started the treatment. I came a few hours back. Your child is fine, but the child is crying so much. So I tried to tell her, listen, your child is unwell. Your child will cry. Okay, so don't you know? There's nothing I can come and do in the crying. You have to feed him. You yeah. have to console him. You know that is not a part of my job. But uh, the people, the public feels, you know, that as a doctor, you have to be available at their uh, beck and call at every second. And of course, yeah. you know, um, as you know, uh, when I think of it, maybe it's not entirely their fault because you know, having a sick child is a very uh, high pressure situation for anybody. Yeah. and uh, as much as i would like to sit there for that patient the whole time you know it's just my job doesn't allow me to do that yeah. and uh, that that's what happens usually so we get yelled at a lot and it's a very thankless job even though the child was fine like the yeah. patient talking about yesterday he got okay he but wo na he ladke kya acche se ladke kya bilkul theek ho ke kya lekin acche se suna ke kya mujhe bhi nurses ko bhi to maine thoda ulta sunaya wo baat alag hai अच्छे से सुना के मेरे को हो गया है सो इट वाज क्वाइट अ एपिसोड रिलेटेड आई इवन आस्क्ड द नर्स इट वाज इट व्हाट इज द प्रॉब्लम लाइक मैडम वी डोंट नो व्हाट दे डूइंग ऑल दिस हैपेंस अ लॉट लाइक इट्स अ इट्स अ डेली थिंग यू नो पेशेंट्स यलिंग एट अस एंड अटेंडेंट्स पेरेंट्स गेटिंग एंग्री द चाइल्ड इज नॉट गेटिंग ओके सो यू नो दैट्स व्हाट हैपेंस इन अ डॉक्टर्स लाइफ या दैट्स द वे इट इज बट देन यू नो The flip side is that okay, once every few months, maybe every four months or six months, there's one patient whose parents come and say that you know, हमने सुना था कि doctors भगवान का रूप होते हैं आज देख लिया. So in a way, we live for those days, and yeah. uh, when when things are particularly bad, we recall those days and we feel good. चलो ऐसा भी किसी ने हमें बोला था life में. That एक patient था जिसका थोड़ा difficult labour था. and um uh, the the baby was born it was a little difficult for us to resuscitate the baby but the baby was fine so they said okay yeah we'll name the baby radhika after you so i think chalo that's wow. also a very touching feeling you know that's that uh, a baby is going to be named after me <laughs> yeah that's true i mean like see at the end like what matters is like you know you you need to have an impact on just one life yeah having like having an impact is like you know pretty important but just like you know changing one life at a time is like you know something that you guys as doctors do i mean like hum log engineers hai hum log kuch nahi karte practically computer ke samne baith ke hum log sirf cheeze karte rehte hain but like you know as engineers are making all the stuff we are using who is making the ventilators and who is yeah, making obviously like engineers bahut 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 dimag wale hote hain like they they create a dependency so that they know like you know unki zarurat padni chahiye taki unko paisa mile like that's that's not the uh, usual motive that doctors have right their their job is pretty different right. like you know they're dealing with people's life we are dealing with just machines right so obviously there is there's yeah. that it's, it's, right. a, it's a tough life you know i you know what i tell people we will ask me acha should we make our child a doctor so i said you know no amount of money in the world is worth it so if yeah. you, you you should become a doctor only if you really want to become a doctor and That's you true. really feel like this is your calling you know because no amount of money is worth leaving your family in the middle of the night missing diwali missing your missing your mom's birthday so you yeah. know this is like a usual thing like i remember i think i have worked last 3 years i think i've been working on diwali so 
So, you know, it's, it's, it's always been a um, bit of a sacrifice. Yeah. You know, last 10 years, I, last 11 years I've been studying. So you miss out on a lot of uh, parties and a lot of social gatherings. And then true. you see uh, your friends putting up stories on Instagram and they're drinking and you're busy, you know, <laughs> you do feel a little, um, you know, um, unnerved that, you know, you yeah. could also have been having fun. And the best years of, our, of your life are going by in yeah. um, studying and working and so yeah, so that's what a doctor's life is about. So, uh, like you know, uh, 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 relating to this topic, like you know, and I've seen these guys study a lot. Like you know, as a doctor, like you know, you, you would uh, like yeah, you know, uh, like, a hell lot. like yeah. So, like, itni books karni hoti, itna karna hota hai. Like you know, how did you like actually decide? Like, kiki ke, main aaj utha, aaj chiki, aaj mujhe doctor banna. Like, how did that thing occur to you? So I wanted to be, so because my, both my parents are doctors, you know, I remember yeah. I always wanted to be a doctor. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to be a doctor since I was three years old. Because uh, when we, when I was a child, you know, we used to stop at accident sites to help victims. Yeah. Because my father is a very, um, you know, he's a very, um, he's a good Samaritan, I would say. Okay. And he likes to, he likes to extend his medical, he's a very good doctor, that's what. Okay. And uh, he likes to extend his help wherever he can. So he would stop at accident ac- accident sites and help victims reach the hospital. Like we ferried a lot of victims in our own personal car to the hospital. Yep. So you know these are. And then once I remember I was a child and we were at the swimming pool at Ames in fact. Okay. So uh, uh, Ames swimming pool uh, we were swimming and someone drowned. As in there was a, a person who drowned and uh, he was fished out by. A fellow doctor, a colleague of my father's, and my father and the colleague gave the guy CPR in front of us and wow. revived him. So you know that these kind of experiences in my childhood really uh, wow. inspired me, and yeah. uh, I just wanted to be a doctor to you know to have a capability that if someone is dying in front of me, I should be able to help them. That was my idea of becoming a doctor. And then um, after I specialized in pediatrics, I realized that pediatrics is in fact a very hardcore branch because dealing with sick babies, because the baby cannot tell you what is paining. It cannot tell you what, um, you know, what is the problem. So very, very often you have to be intuitive enough. And there are certain signs which we are taught in pediatrics, the kind of cry, the the way the baby is crying, the tone of the cry, it's a shrill cry. You know, so that that those kind of things are something that you develop over the skills you develop over the years. So it's a very, um, it, it's a very, I would say, it's a very. Um, you need the skill. You know, it cannot just yeah, uh, you cannot just read and learn pediatrics. You need to uh, have a lot of uh, good teachers and uh, good patient exposure to actually be a good pediatrician and be very intuitive. That is yeah. something which I feel comes uh, to me naturally. I'm a very intuitive person, so. That helps me in the Okay. Yeah. So. That's nice. So, how many years, like, you know, how many years it took you to, like, you know, complete your study, then maybe master's or something like that? Yeah. So, I started uh, MBBS in 2009. Okay. Till 2013, 2014, 14. beginning, I was studying. Yeah, okay. I was in MBBS. 2014 to 15, I was an intern in RML Hospital. So internship is a very good year where you're learning like the hands-on stuff and you don't have any responsibility, but you're getting to do all the fun work. So internship is like the best year of a medical student's life. So internship was fun. And then 2015 to 2016, I was doing research. I went to the UK and I did a research fellowship at the Imperial College Royal Free Hospital. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and I joined my post-graduation in 2016. Wow. 2016 to 2019, I was in post-graduation. So it was a good 10 years. 2009 to 2019, wow. Like, yeah, that's, that's too much of yeah. studying. One year of yeah. research, so nine years, yeah. yeah that's too much of studying. Like, uh, yeah. maximum two years, I've been college. So I'm planning to do a super specialization, so I'm reading for that. Wow. And I think I'll, I'll have to study another year. Yeah, I think so. That's <laughs> like best of luck with that. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. So yeah, I mean, like, uh, and also I mean, like, uh, so coming to that point, like you know, till two thousand nineteen, like you know, practically you were studying, right? And and uh, 
every infant matter started in 2016. 17. 17, yeah. right? So like, you know, yeah. while you were researching at that time, you came up with the idea? No, so I came up with the idea in 2016 when I started the residency and I saw these deaths and, uh, you know, uh, travesties firsthand. So yeah. that's how I started off with it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I started on a very small scale where I involved my colleagues and uh, co-residents mm -hmm. in uh, helping me uh, in deliver uh, you know, a flagship program. And then we expanded within Ghaziabad to two more places. Like I studied in Ghaziabad. And then we uh, went on to Haryana and some neighboring states. And then you know we just took it off from there. Yep. Then uh, in 2018, I attended the One Young World Summit. So the One Young World Summit is basically an under 30 summit for change makers. Yeah. And it's basically a place where, you know, you have sessions on all the individual sustainable development goals. So like there's a, there's a specific uh, um, session on health and specific session on unemployment, education, slavery, sexual abuse. So you're tackling, like they're addressing all the world's problems in yep. different sessions. And they have amazing speakers. They have Nobel Prize Obviously. laureates, and they have uh, celebrities, and you know, people who've made a difference, humanitarian work, people who've done humanitarian work, and people like that. So you know, and over there, uh, it's attended by 1,800 delegates from all over the world, under wow. 30, who are trying to make a change. So you know, you can really network over there. Yeah. And uh, after my experience at the One Young World, I developed a bunch of collaborations uh, in other countries. So my biggest partnership was with this person in Nigeria. So after India, I think the biggest project is going on in Nigeria, where we've prevented almost 20,000 children from going blind. We've given prenatal vitamins to 27,000 pregnant women. We've done a lot of work in Nigeria. Yeah. And, you know, one thing leads to the other. Yeah. And networking has always been one of my strong suits. Because uh, I'm a good talker, yeah. and um, you know I like meeting people. I like making friends. Mm -hmm. So it's been easy for me to network. And you know the project itself is so impactful because you know you're saving children from going blind. That is something which everybody wants. Everybody has an interest in. Like today, if I tell you that you know you can start up this thing for no added cost, just a little bit of effort, and you can save children in your community from going blind. Why wouldn't yeah. you take it? So you know. Uh, and especially since this is a huge this, uh, blindness problem because of vitamin A deficiency is really big in Asia and Africa. That's true. Like That's 70 percent of the children going blind because of vitamin A deficiency are in Asia and Africa. Oh. So everybody was ready to collaborate. And then recently we started off with work in Kenya and Dominican Republic. And Dominican Republic and Haiti again have a lot of malnutrition and a lot of children going blind because of nutritional deficiencies. So they were also very, very keen to start up these projects in their area. And um, it's quite uh, you know, needed in their area as well, which I wasn't aware of. So, yep. so I think you know, that's what happens. Like when you talk to people, you understand the problems in their area. Like I'll that's give you true. an example. Like I was talking to my partner in Kenya recently, mm -hmm. and he highlighted such a horrifying problem that you know, I couldn't sleep that night. It okay. was that horrifying. Okay. So, uh, I'll tell you. So, basically, he told me that, you know, ever since COVID, there's been a complete lockdown in their area and people aren't able to get to work and they're losing their jobs. And, of course, the poverty is increasing and yeah. uh, it's just reaching a lot of uh, people are really going hungry. Yeah. He told me that, you know, because of the lack of money to buy essential items, children, actually young girls of the age 7 to 15 are having to engage in transactional sex to get money to buy essentials like sanitary napkins. So this was something which was very horrifying to me. And because the idea of contraception is alien to them, so they are getting pregnant. And that's just, you know, it's, it's really impacting their lives adversely. Yeah, so this was, um, and he, said, he even said that, you know, because the school education is now dependent on the internet, they don't have the money uh, to pay for their Wi-Fi either. So again, to get the money for that, they're again engaging in uh, these uh, sexual activities to, you know, to get the money for that. And that was just horrifying for me. And then we, um, in fact, we, sp in fact, we spent some of our grant money um, to deliver sanitary napkins to these women so that, you know, for at least a month or so, they're sorted and they don't yeah, have to that's true. Uh, engage in such activities. And now we're writing another grant app to get a little 
bit of more funding for this yep. purpose you know directed towards these girls and to help them in whatever way we can so you know it's it's like sitting in india i would never think that aisa bhi hota hai kahin world mein that's true horrifying that's true so what is your major source of uh, like you know funding and uh, how the grants or etc so how do you actually uh, like you know take care of the entire like you know the finances that goes yeah, around so, that uh, so for us you know we have a very strong partnership with mm-hmm. this uh, american non profit it's a 501c3 non profit it's called vitamin angels Okay. and what vitamin angels does is it gives free vitamin a albendazole and prenatal vitamins for 70 countries in the world wow. but uh, their issue is that sitting in the us they cannot really identify uh, and you know make implementing partnerships yeah. in the uh, core of the you know in the in the areas where it's needed the most like where yeah. the poverty is the most and where the uh, malnutrition is the most so yeah. that's where people like me come in because we are uh, we're like the ground staff here because we know uh, where the malnutrition is the worst and which areas and counties are the worst hit and yeah. uh, that's how you know so they are more than happy you know to give us the medication as long as we provide them with a certain amount of uh, proof that we are doing their work you know in terms of records and in terms of pictures and videos so uh, as long as we do that and they have a very strong uh, monitoring and evaluation process it's stringent Obviously. i would say we have sure. we have to follow that yeah. so they give us um, so we get donations in kind from them so yeah. that is basically the major source of funding in kind as yeah. such we're not getting any cash from them but we're getting uh, donations in kind yeah. and aside from that we have uh, you know a small amount of donation coming in from families from foundations from Uh, dedicated individuals who want to make a change and who believe in our mission so we get um, a small amount of donations from that so and a lot of times i have to use my own um, you know salary for uh, the admin and yeah. uh, transport purposes but you know i don't mind so Obviously. it's uh, so so far we don't really i would say we don't really have a sustainable financial model because uh, we all we have are volunteers we don't have any paid staff and yeah so looking at the long uh, in in the long scheme of things you know i think volunteers don't really work well in the long run yeah so i'm so one of my goals for the coming year is to build a financially sustainable model by you know uh, getting a few um, big stakeholders to invest in the project and yeah. by developing a technology aspect to the project where you know we have an app on an android tablet and we mm-hmm. have community health workers who can yeah. go from door to door and they can uh, you know they can uh, screen children for things which need urgent reference so what i've done is i've made a list of 10 danger signs in the in children mm-hmm. like you know lethargy not taking pee jaundice convulsions and if there are more than two present the health worker has to tell the parents you know your child is unwell please take him to the hospital because this is a major problem in pediatrics Exactly, the child yeah. comes to us only when it's too late and had he come on time had he been referred on time we could have easily saved the child this is one of the major problems that happens in pediatrics so yeah, so you know we're looking at a number of uh, grants and a number of stakeholders to invest in it and um, of course if uh, people watching can yeah. connect me to somebody i'd be more than happy so uh, I'm sure. I mean, like someone is listening. I'm sure, like you know, people are yeah, there. Like you know, so people, people want to collaborate. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, we're doing a lot of work in COVID relief as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like we recently. Most like, of my know, energy in the last uh, four five months has been towards COVID relief and. Um, obviously. Done a lot of work. That's true. Yeah, done a lot of work. There's there's a lot of work there. and i'm sure i'm mean, like a lot of listeners are listening who are trying to do something like you know please uh, the links of all the websites and social handles for uh, the foundation is in the description please actually reach out to doctor and please like you know see if you can collaborate and do something for her or something with yeah, her yeah that will be great yeah and right. we're always looking for more implementing partners you know like um, obviously Yeah, so I'll just explain, like for everybody listening, I'll just explain what the model is about. Mm-hmm. So, if suppose there's an NGO catering to, you know, there are a lot of grassroots NGOs in the country who have like a hundred children or two hundred children whose education they're sponsoring. Yep. So, you know, if uh, they could reach out to me, I could um, send albendazole, vitamin A for them, and uh, you know, we could have like a health camp, or I could do a few sessions over Zoom. 
yeah. for holistic health education you know something like that we could plan out with these people and just have like a health aspect to whatever work they're doing if they're doing education you know why not add um, an aspect to it and help and try and improve their health as well so exactly yeah, that's, that's what that's, that's how we uh, implement these projects and uh, in india and uh, yeah we've, we've done a fair bit of medical outreach camps you know in huh? india and africa the camps have been wildly successful with almost you know 300 400 people attending per camp and wow. uh, quite quite a good outreach for the camps that's awesome that's awesome and because like you see the biggest problem i think is like you know a lot of people out there especially like you know uh, like young mothers like you know people who are mostly single moms or like you know uh, in in poverty down areas like you know in mostly slums or in under like you know the underdeveloped countries they they are not aware of all these things right the biggest problem is like the unawareness like you know they don't have proper education they don't they don't understand what's going on like you know they just rely on like a majority of the like you know births that are happening like you know they're happening still in the homes like in, in most of these regions right so like yeah. that's, that that's i think that's one of the biggest problem where education is it has to be at a grassroots level where basic understanding of how the healthcare is going to work how these no, things going to work i'll tell you the problem here mm-hmm. See, the problem here is that you know like in um, interiors of ghaziabad you know there are yeah. communities who believe that vaccination is detrimental to a child health yeah. like from the last five generations their grandmothers their mother in laws have been telling them ki tike to nahi lagwane hai theek hai usse bacche ki halat aur buri ho jaye theek hai and instead they are being told ki you go to a witch doctor or you go to a sadhu baba who is going to do that jharphook business or who yeah. is going to give that jadi booty or he is going to give a tabis yeah. and usse sari problem theek ho jayegi theek hai so now to break that cycle of five generations if i am a yeah. person from delhi theek hai i don't speak their language i don't follow their beliefs for a stranger to come and say ki nahi bhai agar aap tike nahi lagwaoge aapke bacche ko khasra khasra is measles khasra yeah. ho jayega khasra jaan leva hota hai theek hai mm. for me to say that will have very little impact yeah. right so the two the, the solution here is lies in only one thing that you pick up people from within the community yeah. right suppose there's a tribe there's a tribe in uttar pradesh it's called musahar tribe you know musa because okay. rat they are okay. so poor and they are so uneducated that they eat rats theek okay? hai okay so that is the kind of uh, education that they have and the kind of uh, poverty that's there so if okay. you know as a stranger if i go into that tribe and say that you need to vaccinate your kids and you need to feed them good food yeah. now i want to listen to them but if i empower one individual from that community he can train him as a health worker yeah. he speaks the local language he can reach out to the people and connect with the people in a much better way than i can yeah. and imagine the kind of impact that will make this is one aspect second aspect is suppose there is a religious community mm-hmm. and uh, we approach the religious leader and we ask him to make these sermons that you know ask your community to vaccinate the children yeah. ask your community to take them to proper doctors then the kind of impact they will have will be much greater than the yeah. kind of impact you know a doctor sitting in a white coat in a hospital you know will have so yeah. and speaking speaking english or speaking hindi and not speaking their local dialect yeah so that that's where the difference lies and that's the you know this is called last in the development sector we call it last mile delivery okay all right so last mile delivery of health services is only possible if the community believes in the cause right yeah. and if the if the services are brought to their doorstep that is the only way because yeah. today if i tell a daily wager there's a rickshaw wala i tell him ki aap aapke pure din ki dihadi chhod ke apne bacche ko leke jaiye 10 bahut dur ek community health center hai wahan iske teeke lagenge ठीक है तो फॉर दैट गाय गिविंग अप ऑन द डेज वेजेस इट्स नॉट पॉसिबल टू गेट दैट चाइल्ड अ हेल्थ इंटरवेंशन व्हिच दे आर नॉट इवन श्योर इज गोइंग टू हेल्प इज नॉट अ प्रैक्टिकल आईडिया सो यू नो टू वी हैव टू गेट दीस इंटरवेंशंस टू द डोरस्टेप एंड वी हैव टू मेक श्योर दैट दे डोंट हैव टू मिस देयर वर्क और वेजेस टू एक्सेस दीस एंड दिस इज द होल कांसेप्ट ऑफ लास्ट माइल 
and that that's where the country is totally lacking because you know True. despite there being a very strong universal immunization program in place the country has a very strong universal immunization program in place vaccines are available but almost 40% of the children in the country are unimmunized even then yeah. so that's where you know we didn't just step up and it's yeah. so bad and i'll tell you one story which um, which came which which really you know affected me i even wrote about it i'll share the link of that article mm-hmm. sure so i was in second year and uh, there was a child a four year old girl who came with seizures so we thought of it as normal childhood seizures you know we activated the protocol i was a doctor on duty that day mm-hmm. i activated the protocol i gave all the anti seizure medications sent all the investigations everything was normal seizure medications didn't work Okay. Then you know, then um, my professor came and he was like, "Tumne dog bite ki history liye." So as a second year, you know, this is not something you usually ask. So yeah, I said, "No, sir, nahi li." So he said, "Lo." So then we asked, "Ki kutte ne to nahi kaata tha?" So he like kaata tha, face pe kaata tha, three days ho gaye. And मैंने कहा injection लगवाया था, आपने टीका लगवाया था? She's like, "नहीं, हम किसी बाबा जी के पास लेके गए थे. उन्होंने कहा था कि ये जड़ी बूटी से काम हो जाएगा. And टीके की कोई जरूरत नहीं है." so you know of course the child got rabies and the child died so imagine in this day and age of science and technology yeah. and the kind i mean man has reached the moon but a 4 year old is dying of rabies and rabies is a very painful death it's a highly painful death it's a very excruciating it's it's excruciatingly painful to even watch what say i can understand yeah Now, actually, having to suffer through, and the child had all the symptoms. You know, we splashed water. She was in the she, uh, you know, uh, contracted, and we blew air. So, hydrophobia and aerophobia are symptoms of rabies, and that's how we okay. show. You know, she does have, and that was just it was just bad because I mean, well, like I said, you know, everything technology has reached space, the moon, the yeah. stars, and then. थियोरिस्ट and they see that you know wearing a mask is in is in um, is a uh, that thing is an infringement on your freedom and um, i just think you know i mean oh, yes i think there was this working. debate there was this debate in uh, i think was, oxford yeah, as well like you know, was, yeah. so initially so the last year we had to tackle anti vaxxers yeah. and now we have to tackle anti maskers look at look at the irony and look yeah. at the ridiculousness of this thing i mean i feel that the the anti maskers should be called and should be made to do a days shift in the covid ward to actually and then say ha if you have the guts go in there without a mask and let's see how you feel about then uh, summonizing the concept of not wearing a mask because come on i mean we're risking our necks here to serve the society and then there are retards like you saying that you don't wear a mask because it's against your right to freedom i mean come on that's crazy but like people yeah. people are crazy anyways like you know ah, this is other they're totally crazy so there, there's this, totally crazy. There, there's this crazy quote so i have this like you know idea i i do this thing like you know jo sabse crazy quote hota hai jo mujhe acha lagta hai right i print it on yeah. a t-shirt oh, and i wear it totally i'm i'm very into quotes like i love right? yeah, so i print it on a t-shirt and i wear it so this quote like you know duniya chunautiyon se nahi chutiyon se pareshan लॉजिक इन दैट Yeah, I mean, like, trust me. On a weekend, like, let's say it's uh, Saturday today, you just go to uh, like Galeria Market. The hundreds of people, like hundreds yeah. of people, like roaming like crazy. No, it just it just pains, you know, because see, I'm, you know, why it hurts on a personal level? 
because i am staying with my family my yeah. father is 65 he is a diabetic my mom is 60 she has a respiratory problem i cannot move out of the house exactly. because delhi is unsafe for women exactly all right now i am risking my neck in the hospital and then these people are roaming about without masks that's why you know i just feel like it's such a waste it's such a waste why are we and the worst part is that we can't resign because the government has put an embargo on that there's some essential services act in place which says okay. that uh, you know if you resign you'll be arrested or something so wow is it legal action and pata nahi kya karte is it that's that's against the that's against the labor law no but uh, so i looked i had a lawyer friend look it up because mm. i was very i was very scared for the longest part of mm. march and april and um i was like totally okay i don't mind sitting at home for the rest of the year because as such, i don't have a family to support um, you know I, it's okay if i sit at home i can run the foundation yeah. sitting and at home you, i don't need to when you are at home anyways kharcha hai nahi kuch right when you are at home zyada zyada kharcha kya hai like you know you have a home yeah, to exactly stay. i mean it's not like you know i have a family to support or exactly. a kids to send to school so i was like you know i might as well resign for the rest of the year hmm. and then i was told ki bhai legal action ho jayega and stuff like that and Okay. So this is the might as well work. You know, who wants to go into litigation? Essential Services Act. Wow. We should release a hashtag. Say no to essential ESMA. services. It's called ESMA. Essential Services Maintenance Act. ESMA. ESMA. Okay. Like you know, let's release yeah. a hashtag. Say no to ESMA. Say no to ESMA. <laughs> <laughs> that will be superb. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I mean, like uh, that—that's uh, one thing. So. Uh, a lot of people are like you know crazy around us and uh, like you know and that's that's going to be there like you know the human generation is crazy like the human race is like yeah. you know built of craziness so you know and that is one thing like you know what is one idea that you are crazy about like you know not as crazy as like you know people who are roaming around there but like you know what what is that one idea that you are more like you know very much fascinated about that one idea like you know, for idea which you can actually dedicate like one idea like you know uh, one idea for which you can actually dedicate your entire rest of the life do nothing and just work on that idea what is that one idea yeah, that so you are focused like on like i said this is the idea don't let children die of things which can be prevented simple okay. as that okay so you know there are many inequalities in the world okay? yeah. the world is full of inequalities everywhere yeah. you see there are inequalities there are inequalities in wealth there are inequalities in Employment and yeah. education, everywhere there's an inequality. That's true. But you know, ubiquitous access to healthcare is mm. something which I feel should be it should the be right. priority yeah. of all governments, of all stakeholders. You should yeah. have an equal access to healthcare. You know, despite of the fact whether you you know, in spite of the fact whether you can pay for it or not. and whether you can uh, you are in india or in america you should have the equal opportunities yeah. and you should have the equal access whether you are uh, uh, in a village or in a city or whether you are in uh, india or in africa you should have the equal opportunities and the equal access and no person or no child should have to die for lack of a machine That's or true. lack of a vaccine or lack of a doctor being there on time so this is the idea which i feel i could dedicate the rest of my life to so yeah that's um, that's what uh, that's, that's awesome. what every matter is all about yeah that's awesome that's awesome for yeah, me that one idea is like you know for me that one idea is like you know uh, I, okay so my my idea is pretty crazy but i want to like you know i want to spend i want to spend the last days of my life in space hmm. right in space मेरे को अर्थ पे नहीं मरने का राइट देयर इज वेरी शॉर्ट विल यू स्टे ऑन मार्स नो नो आई डोंट नो इन स्पेस समवेयर इन स्पेस आई डोंट केयर इट इट डजंट हैव टू बी प्लैनेट हैव यू हैव यू हर्ड दैट सॉन्ग बाय फ्रैंक सिनेट्रा फ्लाई मी टू द मार्स अच्छा नहीं देयर इज दिस सॉन्ग दैट आई लाइक आई एम लीविंग ऑन अ जेट प्लेन डोंट नो व्हेदर आई विल बी ब्लैक बैक अगेन दैट दैट्स अ क्रेजी सॉन्ग आई लव दैट सॉन्ग इट्स इट्स वेरी नाइस ऑल माय बैग्स आर पैक्ड आई एम रेडी to go that's, that's that's one of the like you know best songs and i i liked it how they put it in that movie have you seen that movie armageddon oh yeah oh i remember it plays that song that's... in that movie in a such a beautiful situation like you know aap bhi ja raha hai boyfriend bhi ja raha hai right now but i remember that song playing in the movie and i remember yeah. another song from that movie it's called i don't want to miss a thing by aerosmith okay yeah that, that was that. another movie. 
Okay. That was another very good song. So or was it from some other? I don't know. I don't watch movies <laughs> much, so I don't know. But I know the song, and it's damn nice. Yeah. So that that is one crazy idea, like you know, I'm working on, like, uh, and I'm practically like you know, by the end of next year, right? Uh, I'll probably like you know, quit everything, start about up, stop, leave it. I'll be practically working on that. My plan pure. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My plan is full ready. Uh, hopefully, and I'll do start doing that. So my goal is like you know, by December 2021, I'll launch my first satellite. and then start working on it wow. full right so uh, i'm working towards it like you know it's 10% okay, please please don't right. forget me when you're rich and famous and uh, please uh, i i, see, I, I you, don't like, i don't believe in i should take rich. a selfie with you you know before you get all famous so i can sell it and make money later on <laughs> okay 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 you can take a screenshot of this <laughs> covid yeah, comes jaane wala hai pata nahi hai right but so uh, see i i don't believe in like you know the kind of riches that people actually crave for like you know i don't really, really work for money like and uh, my my yeah. rich my richness or my riches are something pretty different like unless and until i'm psyched about something i'm working for like you know i don't care for the money but that the day that like you know that psychicness goes out of that window right i am moving yeah. that that's my pretty simple thing like you know and i create that timeline that's very good thought you know i feel chasing money has uh, got a lot of people very depressed and that is another thing exactly i feel very strongly about and that's the mental health pandemic i think more than covid mental health is a pandemic which uh, is like going on people, and like, The, the rates of suicide has gone higher than any time. So in the last two months, ten doctors have committed suicide. Yeah. And uh, of course, um, Sushant Singh Rajput is uh, hogging all the limelight, so they are not getting any uh, media attention. But ten uh, doctors across institutions all over the country have committed suicide, and you know, exactly. it was already a very stressful job, and now with COVID, it's just. It's magnified to a thousand fold, That's not true. even a hundred fold. It's magnified to a thousand fold. You know, you can't like most people. Like I, I'm not married, but most people my age are married. They have kids. Um, you know, you can't you can't yeah. hold your kid without yeah. feeling stressed. You can't you can't hug your parents without feeling stressed. It's just um, it's just horrible. And for what to what end? For thankless people who shout at you all day. Like I told you yesterday's story. that child had fever i could have had covid no you know yeah. i don't know every every patient we are assuming to be covid yeah, unless proven true. otherwise theek hai uska maine pura work up kiya cannula maine lagaya fluid maine lagaya sab maine kiya ab wo usko could have had covid for all practical yeah. purposes and wo mere pe itna acha se chilla ke gaya hai na so dekho bhi ye lagta hai ki why should i do it yeah. but then you know it's the kind of a system we're stuck in i really hope that in the coming year especially after the pandemic the world gets a little more empathetic to what doctors go through yeah. and to what it is to be a doctor you know yeah because it's, it's like, quite you know, if, like if, if it's if you look at it, like kuch problem hota hai body mein problem hota hai like you know we, we are like hey, chal, let's go to the hospital let's consult a doctor or something like uh-huh. that like you know but when the doctors actually feel stressed or like you know they feel they, they feel overworked or like you know they they feel exhausted right uh, There has to be a what you can say a society or an organization that treats doctors for their like you know uh, mental wellness, right? It's it's not there, like, and plus the problem it's is like there, you know. But of late, the Indian Medical Association has started a helpline, a mental health helpline for doctors. After the pandemic started, they started okay. the mental health helpline for doctors, and uh, numbers available on the IMA website. And if any time, and there are trained psychiatrists and psychologists. Uh, who are manning the helpline and okay. they're there for you 24/7. So that's, that's what they've done for us. That's and that's a good. Uh, that's a very good yeah. initiative on the that's IMA's true. part. The that's IMA, true. personally, I feel the IMA is a very good regulator. Obviously, body. that's true. Yeah, in the sense that they are always uh, advocating for our rights and they're always, uh, uh, you know, very active about like if there's there's a lot of uh, violence against doctors which happens. Yeah. and a lot of um, injustice which happens yeah. like you know when the pandemic started a huge number of residents were kicked out of their homes yeah. they were asked to um, leave the rented accommodations and uh, on the on the premise that they'll be carrying the virus and we don't yeah. want that in our homes stuff like that so the iim really fought for us you know they said that you know these people are serving you by risking their own neck 
exactly. and a huge number of doctors have died i mean there are uh, yeah, i know exactly. of doctors of 18 my own one of my best friends who was my age had a heart attack he had a, a myocardial infarction because of covid he was in the icu for a good uh, two weeks so you know many and, and i know of a few of my friends who've contracted the virus i know of a friend who operated on a covid positive case got the virus went home gave it to his mother who was a cancer survivor luckily they all made it through that should be bad but there are a lot of uh, doctors who didn't make it and yeah, that's um, true. you know it, it's it's quite um, sad that you know it's not kuch karke bhi we don't get the respect that is given Sad. Like I remember once I was uh, in second year or third year of residency, okay. and I took one uh, delivery, okay. and uh, the baby was a girl. So I told the mother, "My lady, who is?" And I showed her the baby. She's like, uh, she just made a face and she didn't uh, respond. Okay. And then uh, when we told the father that it's a girl, mm. uh, he got really violent. He's like, it can't be a girl. So I said, but it is a girl, you know. He's like, no, but we got a test done, and mm-hmm. uh, we were told it's a boy. And हमने तो दस हजार रुपए देके दो बारी टेस्ट कराया, and हमें बताया गया था कि लड़का है, और अब आप कह रहे हो लड़की है, तो आपने तो बच्चा बदला है. So you know, I was sort of taken aback. I was like, listen, there are limited babies here who are, you know, किसी किसी के हैं. I don't have spare babies lying in my uh, exactly. bag that I can just swap like that, you know. Yeah. So. Then he got so angry. He started breaking windows and all. Okay, he got really violent. So I got very scared. I locked myself in the uh, in one of the rooms. And uh, the gynec and all. Also, we all rocked. We all three. There were three of us. All three of us were women. Two gynecs and me. Three of us okay. were left. And we locked ourselves in the room. And then we called the security and all that. And then this guy was such an asshole. He called the cops on us. Eh? He's like, "Ki inhone bachcha bala hai and inko arrest karo." And the cops came and the cops are like, "Madam, what happened?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Nothing happened. The girl was not ready. She 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 Incidences like this happen. Twice it's happened that you know we've been on the brink of getting beaten up also, but uh, luckily that situation was diffused when the security and all intervened. Then once it happened that I lost a patient and uh, it was a chronic illness case which we couldn't save. And then for almost two weeks I was getting threatening phone calls. And um, you know the guy was saying that आप तो मेरे जो भाई साब हैं वो सुप्रीम कोर्ट के वकील हैं हमने हमने पोस्टमार्टम कराया है आपने मेरे बच्चे के खाने में जहर डाला है and what not so it was basically accusing us of poisoning the child and uh, yeah so you know you know it's just you know the point is that you know losing a child is a tough time and one of the phases of grief is anger like um, there's this uh, Psychologist so Elizabeth Kubler Ross. Yeah, Elizabeth Kubler Ross defines the stages of grief. There are five stages of grief, and the first yeah. is denial. The second is anger. So in that phase of anger, a lot of people sue. A lot of people, um, you know, try to find fault. Like this guy said, you poisoned the food. Yeah. You no, know, they try to find reasons. Yeah. And where would we get the poison from? You know, it's just nonsense. But it's the way uh, the human mind works. So. A lot of times you have to just be patient. Like I was very unnerved when I got these threatening phone calls. I was told that you know I'll drag you to the Supreme Court, yeah. I'll destroy you, I'll destroy your family, this and that. So it was very unnerving. But then it was just a phase of anger, and of course, with time it passed. Nothing, nothing came out of it. But um, these are also the kind of daily struggles, especially in pediatrics, because I think losing a child is way more. Um, Know, impactful and way more. Uh, I don't think impactful is the right word. Way more disheartening and yep. um, unnerving than uh, an old person dying. So yep. it's very. Because like it's a small yeah. life, like and it just like and it's just came into the world, like and it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty difficult, like you know. For example, my then, sister you know, had a child recently, right? You know, yeah. And uh, like you know, when she, the kid was born, born like you know, it's a beautiful type to sir. Right and and. It's such a thing. I mean, like so, 
some network issue because the, the yeah. call automatically dropped so you, you were saying something hi this is saying that you know uh, there are times when you know you're stuck 26 27 hours you've already been working and you just dead with exhaustion but then some patient comes and they need your urgent attention and even though you don't want to get up you get up because that feeling that you know a family is going to lose their child if you don't get up and a little amount of effort extra effort from your side could save someone's life that's what drives you and that's something which my parents taught me you know that if you want to be a good doctor you have to treat every patient like they're your family member and you have to go the extra mile for every patient like you would had it been your own family so that's something which that's the kind of philosophy that i follow um in my daily life and so yeah so uh like you know just one last topic which is like a common thing that uh, we do with every guest that's there right uh and the question is pretty simple uh the question is 10 years from now 10 years from now what is the world where you will want to live in forget like you know hamare goals kya hai hamare aspirations kya hai what the the change that you want to bring in the world would isko side mein the world where you will want to live 10 years from now? It's a very interesting question. So I think 10 years from now, at least I want to live in a world where there are enough health facilities for everyone. Not to, you know, it doesn't matter whether you have the ability to pay or you don't have mm-hmm. and which area you are in. There should be a health facility for you, there should be a doctor for your kid, 
there should be uh, set up for you to get admitted if you're unwell and that's the change i would like to have in the health sector and in the world i would like uh, there to be more empathy towards everybody more kindness towards everybody mm-hmm. and, um, yeah i think i think kindness is the key word here you know it's, that's nice that's interesting it's a cruel world out there and i yeah, just want true. it to be more kind that's it that's, true. that's, that's true. the bottom line that's yeah. true that's the, the bottom kind, line be kind yeah, yeah. the, the kind of world and... that i imagine the kind of world that i imagine it, uh, it uh, like you know it requires people to be number one self aware right yeah. if people are self aware they won't envy anyone they won't be like you know depressed they won't true. be actually angry true, true, true. uh number true. two like you know uh, i want people to be detached from materialistic things like you know exactly yeah yeah and get chasing and, you know, money if, you know if someone is being an asshole to you you know don't just dump jump to the conclusion that that person is an asshole Maybe you don't know what exactly, exactly exactly you don't know what their circumstances are maybe the lost uh, person they loved or maybe they just under, they're in a lot of uh, something something yeah personal turmoil and you know just just be empathetic that everyone is suffering exactly. like they say na kabhi kisi ko mukammal jahan nahi milta nahi milta so yeah that's ha, so agar if you see someone you feel has got it all sorted i don't think they have it all sorted it's always um, a more rosy uh, like yeah. the paint rosier picture than it is so we should always be empathetic and be kind that's the kind of world i want where kindness is of paramount importance yeah, yeah that's true i think that's very much important here yeah. i mean like uh, yeah and that is the reason like you know why i don't ever get into fights i never get into fights or arguments or yeah, me neither i mean i'm like I... koi koi kuch bolta hai to main uska mazak bana do bola ha theek hai fun it's fun it's fun main to mazak bhi banati mujhe koi kuch bolta hai to main rone lagti hu and then i get over it no no i don't even cry i don't even cry i'm like fun oh nice this is a new angle to remember that oh, nice this is nice chal us pe joke bana so Yeah, at, I, at the end, like you know, I mean, I mean, come on, take a chill pill, yeah. Uh-huh, exactly. I think the right. world needs to chill. That's what. Because because what I is. understood is like you know I I understood this pretty early uh, in life is that like you know you yourself cannot be like what you can say your own critic. A lot of people say even yeah. the psychologist says like you know you should evaluate yourself in a different way like a, not everyone else does like you know etc etc but. what i have understood is like you know you yourself cannot be your own critic reason yeah, and i think because constructive the, criticism from family and friends is very important nee see apart from you everyone else everyone else yeah. um, they are going to do that for you they will criticize yeah. anyways like wo constructive rahega destructive rahega it's going to happen right it's whatever you do whatever you do it's going to happen Right. So, yeah, you should take it in your stride, you know. I mean, come uh, on. If, uh, so, like, if, if a, even if you start criticizing yourself, then you are just like you know getting in, flowing in that way of criticism. Don't yeah. criticize yourself. Just listen to them. It's okay. So, it's constructive. I just take it as a feedback, and it's probably improve. But don't criticize yourself, and, and that's that's one thing that I like work on. Like you know, like. for example like you know for this podcast this podcast right the tv we show full form pata hai aapko iska kiska mere podcast ke naam ka ha it's called tv we show no i don't know okay the full form is the very very show oh that's such a nice name <laughs> right so i mean like uh, i have been always like you know fascinated by the idea of having a podcast on spotify ये चार जगह पे हट जाएगा। Wow, oh, hats off to you. 
राइट एंड आई डोंट केयर दस लोग सुन रहे हैं या हजार लोग सुन रहे हैं इट्स व्हाट मैटर्स पीपल आर लिसनिंग सो इट्स एन इम्पॉर्टेंट मीन्स ऑफ टेलिंग द वर्ल्ड दैट यू नो देर आर inequalities there are problems yeah do what you can exactly and uh, you know we are i think we are the more privileged part of society and everybody who is listening is going to be more privileged than uh, you know the kind people we are trying to help so even though That's we true. can't remove these inequalities overnight we can uh, do what we can to help those who are the worst affected and the worst uh, That's true. you know just in a bad shape so yeah. just do what you can in your own lives and trust me it's a very good feeling i think yeah. uh, my reason one of the reasons why i do a lot of charity work is because uh, it helps my anxiety and it helps my uh, it 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 keeps me calm like the okay. altruism keeps me a lot calmer than i would normally be regarding uh, situations like hurdles which come yeah. in life and all the Uh, unfortunate events that happen so so you know i feel good about giving back to society even though there are nice. a lot of problems in my own life yeah that's nice mujhe mujhe so mere life ka simple hai like i like pehle raita phaila do fir submit karo aaram se theek hai jab jab tak jab tak raita phaila nahi hai tab tak life mein excitement nahi hai wo plain and simple vanilla chai meri life mein to phaila hi rehta hai theek hai exactly always like like i am like a tragedy queen okay something or the other is continuously tragic in my life all right something and all my friends know about it they're all like oh my god she is a tragedy queen and yeah. with me like the kind of social person i am whenever some smallest of thing happens i am going to message like 10 of my friends yoga yoga i need to find <laughs> about it i need to vent about it i need to talk to people about it otherwise i am going to implode you know so, so that's the kind of person i am so they all know ki bhai राधिकाइबू All right, everyone. That was the episode four of TVV show. Do share, comment, like, and subscribe to the channel. And all the links and uh, things that we talked about about Dr. Radhika and Every Infinite Matters is in the description below. Please do your uh, please show your love and support to their work as well. Thank you all.